Hello, it's Kieran at the beginning of the episode with some announcements. Um, in case you don't know, this episode is a crossover episode with us and the beautiful boys over at Pod Dem America, which if you don't know Pod Dem America, it's a great podcast. I've been a patron of theirs for a while now. Uh, no regrets. Funny boys. And uh, we talk about the German elections. So if you're coming to Cornish Beatty for the first time from Pod Dem America's feed, You've already heard this episode. Go check our back catalog. We have a, a good start page at operationglad.io forward slash start. Operationglad.io forward slash start. Go there. You can see what episodes are. Maybe take your fancy. If you are a regular Cornish Beatty listener, keep in mind that this episode might be a bit rudimentary in terms of German politics because we were uh, explaining a lot of stuff to uh, the Potem America crew and their audience about how German politics works. You might know some of that stuff already. If not, that's cool. You can listen to the episode. It's it's still a fun time. You should listen anyway. I have one other announcement that I didn't get to in this episode, which is we will be doing a Corner Spatey live show on October 25th as part of the Podcast Festival Berlin uh, in uh, Comedy Cafe Berlin. 10 p.m. Uh, on a Monday night. It should be a lot of fun. Tickets are four euro. You can book them online um, on the Comedy Cafe Berlin website. We will be doing an episode with uh, some comedy favorite recurring guests, including Josie Parkinson, Matthew, and Ian. Great, great guests that we've had on before for what is going to be a very weird chaos episode, I am sure. Um, if you're a patron of ours hit us up, send us a message. We might be able to sort something out in terms of ticket price. And without further ado, uh, please enjoy the Pod America Corner Spiti crossover episode. Cheers. Here's how I'm choosing to start the show. Everyone's going to hate this. Untergleben Glauden Gluden from the Offspring song. Yeah. We're all leaving at a protest. <laughs> I'm quitting the show. That's from a pre fly for a white guy. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't even say that right. Uh, <laughs> which is that meant to be, song was that meant that to be German? No, it, I think it was supposed to, yeah. Uh, it's a yeah. complete it, non sequitur. It has nothing else to do with <laughs> like, it. Like, it's it's a, important German. is character that the white guy no, is German. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. I don't I, think that was from <laughs> Pretty Fly for a white guy. Wait, maybe it yeah, was. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. It is uh, oh, I never got that. No, that's it. That's it. Let Anders finish the song. Uno dos tres cuatro cinco cinco seis. Welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> There's too I many mean, languages then, in this song. Yeah, it's. I mean, the song is clearly too intelligent for any <laughs> most people. You have to be a real worldly. Mm. You have to be like a Pete Buttigieg, that thing where he speaks 10 languages and there's a name for it. What is that again? Poly- Polyglot. 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 Am I right? Oh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. We're talking about Germany today, are we? Uh-huh. Hello, I'm Jake Flores. Alex Patak is here. Hey, everybody. It's a crossover episode. 
Oh, it is a crossover episode. Anders Lee is here. Uh, Anders Lee, how? Which yes. is here in German is more he- of this. Hach. How do you say it? H I E R. Here. It's just here. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. That's what we've, we've been going over. We've been trying to say, I've been asking like five times before we started, how do you say this in German? And it's just this. It's just the yeah, same exact word. Remarkably similar language. Yeah. And uh, today, this is a, depending yeah. on what feed you're listening to, um, I sh- it's a podcast mashup. We're like simulcasting. Is that what's going on with our friends at, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it correctly. Go for it. Cornerspeite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty close. Yeah, Cornerspeite. Yeah. Hey, 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 it's your weekly Cornerspeite. It's me, Kieran. I'm joined by Nick. Hey. And Rob. Sure. And you've heard the Pod Down America boys over there being wonderful and American. What's that? And we're we're here to teach them other German words that are exactly the same as their English counterparts. The German for book is book. <laughs> uh, is there okay? What is the American word for spatty? Is that bar? What the hell does your name of the podcast mean? Like, what the hell is a spatty? Is that a magic word? Does it mean like corner store? Yeah, it'd be like a corner store. It, it, it's very Berlin word, and it's also I think the cool thing about it is it is illegal because there are strict like what hours can shops be open at in German law, and they just none of them obey those laws. Mm. Right, so they're cool. And in the American mind, when things are illegal in Germany, the SS shows up and shuts the store down. (laughs) Uh, So when you do shut down a lot of spades, yeah, (laughs) but they're the like fun police. But when they do it, that you have like a little attic space that people can go up and drink in, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're hiding from that. Yeah, Yeah, that was like a speakeasy sort of was going on up there. You have to be really quiet with your drink. That's part of the rules. Yeah, it was well, it was like one of those raves where you put on headphones. Silent rave was happening maybe up there. Those are actually still fairly loud. Have you ever been into one of those without the headphones on? It's a lot of people scuffing their sneakers on the floor. Right, because they don't know how loud they're being when they all okay. along to the music. Just exactly. farting and stuff. <laughs> Mouth breathing. <laughs> Now, now I want to see like uh, Anne Frank teens only. <laughs> like if it was just a party house, right? Many of us want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, kind of the last taboo in many ways. But we're here today to discuss the last taboo: elections. How did they work? Sure, yeah, that is a big question. <laughs> yeah, the right. last taboo in Germany is leaving NATO. How about that little segue there? Oh, and there you go. They have been warning that this these electoral results are going to lead to the dissolution of maybe not the dissolution of NATO, but at least Germany leaving NATO because uh, the left has been getting some attention. That's the name of a party. It's just the left. Die Linke. Die Linke. Uh, Die Linke. Yeah. And um, why do you do a Scottish accent? That's what I'm, I want to know. <laughs> Die Linke. <laughs> there you go. Uh, links. Yes. Like the golf course, which was invented <laughs> in Scotland. Very good. Um, but there was an election and the, the st- see, the results are still coming in, not of the voting, but of the dating game that happens after elections in countries with parliamentary systems, because you got to form yeah. the coalition government and mainstream press was really freaking out about RRG, right? Red, red, green, yeah. which is going to be the Social Democrats, Delinke and the Greens who are going to form a left wing government. They're going to do all kinds of crazy stuff, but it doesn't look like that is going to happen. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it probably was never likely. 
to be perfectly honest, but like that doesn't stop a good old conservative media from doing big old red scare. Yeah, I think just the thing a about- red, red, green scare. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Quick aside, I just have to know this before we move forward. Is do other people call it the dating game, or is this just an Andersism? Oh, this is an Andersism. I'm just okay, rolling I just with had it, to though. know. Yeah. Off top. Okay, good. <laughs> I've never I mean, been to America. I have, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know what you people say. I feel that they should incorporate that though, because of the two parties that are going into coalition talks right now. Very much are doing the like you know, will they, won't they Mm. kind of thing, but we'll get to that in a bit. We will. The thing about like the red, red, green, I think that was just the, um, I don't know, kind of the interesting thing is that Berlin has on a, on a state level. Yeah. uh, For those who don't know, Berlin is a city state in Germany. There's three of them, you know, Hamburg, yeah. Hamburg, Bremen and uh, Berlin. And um, the, the possibility of a red, red, green, you could always kind of see was just like pushed to the wayside always because of how Berlin was always um, reported about whenever any like type of thing that happened that conservative media, which is the general you know way that media is in Germany, didn't like. They would just blame it on the red, red, green coalition. And I think that that started like last election. Like yeah. it's the entire time that I lived here has been like, oh, Berlin with their crazy left wing government. Um, mm. you kind of saw it like bubbling up with that. And then there was then when the election with the possibility of like, cause last election, the Linka was polling at the, the Linka had about 10% of votes, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And, uh, then the possibility of if, if the Linka did as well as they did last election, that red, red, green would be a possible coalition. You saw then kind of this onslaught of one that it's communism, even though like the Linka is like a social democratic party compared to like most other European left-wing parties and uh, to that uh, it was, yeah, like the other, like the NATO stuff. And you saw like this, you know, continuous thing of yeah. that and that then Berlin's a failure because of red, red, green. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Linke didn't even, you know, like come through, they got into the parliament based on a technicality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, to the back of a bit. Okay. So I get a lot of your audience and probably the hosts here would understand the rest of Germany's attitude towards Berlin is basically the rest of America's attitude towards New York. I just understand like, immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say even more like San Francisco uh, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like in terms of uh, oh, well, yeah. okay, imagine, debauchery. Yeah, imagine if New York had like a decently like left-wing government is probably how it... Because it's, <laughs> it's still... You still get also like a lot of the Germans thinking that like, oh, the city's filthy, there's crime everywhere, you will just be <laughs> shot by someone if you come here. Um, that There's kind of plenty stuff of American happens. like God, Facebook dads that think that communism is happening in New York. Sure, so, right. Sure. Several people think New York City has been burned to the ground already, <laughs> but <that laughs> somehow we're that still way. living here. <laughs> On Fox News, they tell everyone's parents that it's just the Warriors is happening here, and then you go outside, and it's like. I mean, oh, it yeah, is kind of starting to happen, but that's because of climate change and like right. too much capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, I mean, like, like there's a really funny thing that's kind of related to this of, of exactly that there's like a boomer-ish kind of guy that exists in Germany. And yeah. they just like will respond on everything that they don't like that's happening in Berlin as GDR or like Stasi. And so there was actually an incidence of that. They miscounted votes in two districts of Berlin of Gynikendorf and of Pankow on the local elections, actually, you know, in all the, in every single thing. Yeah. And when it comes down to then like the seats that are being distributed on like the local parliaments, 
it's been like kind of fucked up that like the the that the CDU guy won by like forty votes or something. And that's like the that. Christian Democrats, moderate. There's the right wing party. No, right yeah, wing. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're yeah, right yeah. wing. Okay, um, right wing. Yeah, so they voted. These two districts voted for right wing parties, mm-hmm. uh, both voting you know over, overwhelmingly for the Christian Democrats, and they both also voted the uh, against the uh, expropriation bill that was on or the expropriation mandate that was yeah. on the ballot. But apparently this is voter fraud. Apparently this is, you know, the GDR. This is communism. East Germany this is, is back. Yes. Yeah, things that voted for horribly conservative measures. And uh, one of the people who got in is an open neo-Nazi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's apparently communism. <laughs> he came out. <laughs> literally he was like there was like just like a there was a thing just like a dump on twitter of like check out this dude who's like now the head of like you know like mariendorf which is like an area of berlin mm-hmm. and he had like his facebook picture is just like his dopey ass and then it says like vaterland like oh god the, so Father. the fatherland <laughs> across it with like the black red and white flag which is like not it's, it's okay not, to yeah. fly anymore yeah, yeah. So instead <laughs> of you flying the swastika they fly this flag they fly the imperial German the one flag. that came just before uh, yeah. uh, interesting and he's in the cdu not in the afd which is the further right you know yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, it kind uh, of a golden dawn situation where he's like slapping people in public no, 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 no. That would that you know that 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 is some you know Southern European stuff that the Germans would never do. No, right. no, of course not. There's not, something in the would, olive oil. They would <laughs> steep to to be a a, a sleazy Sudlander. Yeah, exactly. Um, the 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 thing to put into context with all of this is that like like we kind of said, Die Linke just got in on a technicality. Germany has a threshold. You need five percent of the public vote to even get into the parliament, or you need to win three direct candidates, which or D-Link win got. three direct candidates, which mm. they did. Uh, they actually only got four point nine percent of the public vote. Yeah, uh, so edging it in. If it wasn't for those three yeah. direct candidates, they wouldn't be in the parliament. Um, and just to just to emphasize the like precariousness of the situation, one of the direct candidates was Gregor Gysi, one of the most famous D-Linka members, but like. He's not getting any younger. <laughs> so, like, it's probably not going to be someone who will get a direct mandate. See your Bernie, you know, once he's not running. Um, he's like a Bernie honestly, precursor. Maybe. Okay, so he's, uh, we've we've hashed this out. He was uh, he was like a reformer, student reformer in uh, in in East Germany in like eighty nine. Yeah, um, so, I think for yeah, like, so, like the American listener, we need to take even another step back and talk about like what politics is like in Germany in general. Because the concept <laughs> most people have here, whenever we get denied like basic health care or something like that, is like, well, we're mm. not living in Germany. It's not a social democrat paradise. But it's it sounds like you guys have been a uh, uh, run by a coalition under the Christian Democrats for around 10 years, which is a, a Donnie Darko ass name. And uh, <laughs> yeah, don't look at the origins of Christian democracy. We're just saying, well, you know, you guys know them, the CIA, the CIA made them. Um, uh, okay. God. Okay. Yeah. Step back a little further. So there's basically six parties in Germany that count, but really there's only like two. And yeah, you have the Christian Democrats, which is Merkel. Everyone knows Merkel. And uh, people think Merkel from is... From the birds. Yeah, from the birds <laughs> from the image. Bird, bird woman. She holds birds. birds, she screams, she's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> the um, beat Merkel. Sorry, that just popped into my head. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Uh, I I can't do her voice. I was going to do, did I do that in her voice? (laughs) 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 How did the AFD not run with that? (laughs) 
During the refugee crisis. Oh my God. (laughs) That would have been such a fucking. I don't think they got that show here. The Um, answer is they didn't hire me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hobbish Toskaton. I mean, yeah, okay. That leads us into, I guess, uh, um, the AFD, which is your far right party, which is relatively new. What, like 2000 and. 2013. 2013. And you guys yeah. can't say this because of uh, the libel laws in Germany and in Europe, but mm. we might say in America that they are basically the modern continuation of the the old Nazi party. Is oh, that- no, 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 no. That's like giving them too much credit. No, 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 because the, the AFD, no, no, the AFD is one of the most interesting parties in Europe because they started out as a... Um, as a political party, libertarian like Euro crisis, that was like yeah, a libertarian yeah. party that then just like didn't let's, have let's, any let's other. Let's take a quick moment and ring the bell for yet another libertarian party that turned to a far right party. Fascinating <laughs> how that happened. So their entire, they were like a one policy party of just like getting out of the Eurozone yeah. and um, like reverting back to the Deutschmark and having like hyper Austrian economic policies. They oh still have these at their core. And then during the, uh, the, you know, so-called refugee crisis, they uh, doubled down on the racism mm. and people who were like, I think the thing that we have to like kind of also emphasize for listeners who are not Cornish BT listeners is that the AFD, while yes, they are what you could maybe put a new category as like a neo-fascist party. You'd be right, I would say. Um, the thing is, though, is that the the largest amount of their um, like membership, especially in like their leadership, are just old members of the CDU that they were yeah. disgruntled mm. with Merkel. Uh, they are the highest. They're the party with the highest amount of PhDs of uh people who are in parliament they yeah. i think have like so it is this like thing of like oh they're just this like there's party an intellectual like, foundation yeah them. yeah there is a massive intellectual foundation and then it's not just a party of just like knuckle dragging weirdos in the east given yes they have a big following in the east because the cdu and the spd kind of like ditched the east and you only have like the linka and the afd who like kind of try to view things from a somewhat materialist base in one way or another where the afd just like sprinkles a lot more racism in it than yeah. Like Dilinka has a lot of racism in its its, its eastern parties. Like, don't get me really? wrong, but yeah. uh, the AFD was very explicit. Like during the refugee crisis of like that, you know, this is going to destroy Western Europe. This and that and that. So they they you know in 2017 during the last elections they became the third strongest party, the third largest party. Sorry, in um in German Parliament. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's worth pointing out that the reason the AFD is made up of former CDU members is because the logic of the CDU since the beginning of West Germany is there cannot be another party to the right of us. Mm. We are big tent right wing. So there are still members of the CDU, which we legally cannot say are Nazis, but they help out Nazis. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so CDU has been in power for a very long time. People were worried that uh, AFD was going to build on their 2017 result. Looks like they haven't done that. But it also Mm. looks like uh, Die Linke has not really done that either. So uh, SPD, the Social Democrats, the people who ordered the death of Rosa Luxemburg, basically, are the winning people. 
Yes. They're very yeah, old. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're the most they commemorated every single year, too. They don't want the Germans to forget that they've done that. Yeah. If you start, if you stray too far left, they will throw you into a canal after killing you with, you know, people who right. end up becoming Nazis 10 years later. There's a statue of a lady cowering that they all gather around. <laughs> yeah. But they like so they're, they're the winningest party, but they don't have an outright majority on their own. Yeah. Who does it yeah. look Germany like? Can't have outright majorities. Okay. Like they, yeah. It just is into like it, it can't. There's too many factors at play that would never really allow. I think the closest that we saw was the uh, late 90s, early 2000s with like Gerhard Schröder's party. But you don't like and they had to make a coalition with the Greens back then. But yeah, I guess yeah. we can get to that uh, in, a, in a, some other time, maybe. Yeah. But the SPD. So, but in the, yeah. in the German media, there was yeah. um, like, as Kieran mentioned, there's six parties. But like for a while, it was like a three party system. And then they almost like announced like now it's a four party or five parties. And now we're up to six parties in parliament or for the past two um, elections. And I guess that does reflect some kind of maybe fracturing of certainly not the like political consensus, yeah. but um, maybe of organization. The, yeah. The CDU, for example, had like about 20% of the vote or whatever. And that's 24%. like, how much? 24. 24. The lowest in, and that's in like, post-World War II history. Lowest that's in the history. lowest in history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's still like nothing to snuff at in like a multi-party democracy. Yeah. It's just that the trend is pretty clear. The two major parties, SPD and CDU are both kind of historically on the downward trend. Well, the SPD did very well, though, in the last election. I, we'll talk about that with yeah. the coalition. Building. Overall, so graph, still other, was... the two other parties that we haven't talked about are the ones that then now are probably going to be getting the most focus of the yeah. episode is the FDP, which are like the uh, while the AFD are like the, you know, ultra right wing libertarians, the FDP are more like classically liberal market first kind of, you know, mm. uh, socially liberal and also economically liberal. They're nerds. I don't know any other way to describe it. Kids who brought a briefcase to school is pretty yeah. much the only way. Uh, on save I, we, I, we had one. Of, I had one of those in my high school and now he listens to the show. Shout out to Peter. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, you can be saved. I mean, pod save is not necessarily even right because like they don't even necessarily bother with like social progressive stuff. Like other than the, your typical libertarian things of like, we should be legal and I don't care about gay marriage. Mm -hmm. um, they are very much economics first. And through that, they're also incredibly like uh, politically cruel. Like they're just like like <laughs> like the, if the market says you failed, you failed. There is absolutely zero sympathy for yeah. that. The FDP though change like that used to not be the FDP. Uh, like maybe ten years ago, yeah. the thing was is that like the FDP of kind of the beginning of the two thousands and whatnot was much more focused on the socially liberal stuff, and they kind of underwrit like uh, underwrote the the basics of you know the so called German you know social market system as like a guaranteed fact of germany is it like yeah we have things that then are like these not privatized entities that kind of provide the backbone towards german society um but we want to have a little bit more capitalism than the other parties and so the fdp's transition of the last probably you know last two elections at least have become much more market first hmm. in their attitude towards things and they also were this is the most depressing fucking fact is that they were the most popular party amongst uh youth voters under 29, uh, 29. Oh, it, sucks. Yeah. it sucks so much and you can okay we uh we've uh, a friend of the show michelle has been sending us some videos and stuff and been doing a deep dive into why this is and the answer is like 
famous German Twitch streamers who yep. became rich by selling Pokemon cards. Wow. Are like you need God. to vote for FTB. It's like it's crypto yeah, really. shit. Yeah. Like okay. it's yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and they're headed by probably my favorite person in German politics, uh, who is. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I need to mention him on this or not, but. Well, you, you do for this party because this party is only this one guy. Yeah. So uh, the entire identity of this party has been centered around this guy, Christian Lindner, or yeah. Christian Lindner, if you want me to anglicize oh, it a little Christian bit. Christian Lindner. Christian <laughs> Lindner. And uh, he uh, he's kind of funny because he's like, I hate cult of personalities. By the way, my party is only me. It mm. was it was a fun game during the election of Spot the Lindner. Yeah. Uh, just like <laughs> he had giant seven different with... posters of himself up in Berlin. He, he looks he's like a so little boy. Fucking handsome. He, he is a little like boy. A little boy. <laughs> he's a hundred percent little boy. <laughs> he had one billboard uh, uh, that I did a Photoshop of, but uh, Nick here correctly pointed out that it's basically the final verse of Stan. He did make this whole thing of him <laughs> writing at a desk and um, with a huge paragraph of text over it and might as well have been like, dear Mr. I'm too good to call or write yeah, my fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, wow. it was so. me. <laughs> Damn, which is which is also a hundred percent true of what become what happens to FTB voters when their startups fail. They will drive themselves and their girlfriend off a bridge in a car, while, like doing a recording of themselves complaining to Christian Lindner and then forgetting to send it yeah. out afterwards. YouTube like, live. I I think just yeah. I think one thing too to also Annette like that's very interesting about the uh, uh, the FDP or the the Free Democrats, if you will is that they're the only party that did not declare a candidate for chancellor. Christian Lindner is so full of himself that he knew that he would have been as the head of the party. They didn't even have to like make the declaration. Mm. And it was just assumed by everyone that he was their chancellor candidate, but they never announced. Hmm. They never held a vote. They never did anything. Christian Lindner won his seat back for the head of his party, which is not the same as the uh, chancellor candidate yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And he won his vote, by, I think like 94%. And um, yeah, it just never like, you know, put himself up for candidacy for his own party. No one ran against him either. Uh, who would? No, there's exactly. no one else. It's so, just him in suits. I have a, a Google party. search up of him right now. It seems yeah. like, are they like trying to market it for you to date him? He's he's yeah. very, <laughs> very much that. Yes. Very yeah. handsome in all of these kind of tightening a tie and giving you a but, sassy look. So did he yeah. want someone else to nominate him for chancellor candidate and no one no no, no. no. it was just it was never it's, brought up because okay. christian linder's yeah. game is, is different he is he is on he's on That's a different wavelength christian Linder doesn't give two shits about the about becoming bundeskanzler he will not he will never get it christian what is Linder's bundeskanzler oh uh, the federal Born chancellor Mer the so what angela merkel okay got it yeah, so Christian Linder's endgame is the German finance ministry. And last election, actually, there was a possibility of the uh, the FDP, the Greens, and the CDU making a coalition called the Jamaica Coalition in Germany. And Christian Linder broke off the discussions because the CDU, who was a much stronger party back then, and the FDP, I think, got like 6 or 7%. They were much, they were much weaker than they were now. Um, Linda demanded the finance ministry was pretty, pretty much just like laughed uh, uh, out it's of, the out most of powerful position in Germany yeah. controlling the money Absolutely. yeah and so there was even a sense that now the who's supposed to be the current head of the SPD after after um, Olaf Scholz who was their candidate for chance uh, for the chancellor 
uh, said in a press conference actually the other day, he's like, you know, some people went to these negotiations last year with bad intentions and were making these like sketchy deals on balconies, which Linda was meeting with members of the parties on balconies. And he's like, we're not going to have any of that. action there. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're going to come into, you know, c- coming to coalition talks, the SPD wants to come in on what they think are the grounds that, that they're the party leading it. But the FDP very much Lindner specifically has a game plan in mind, which is why I personally don't think that we're going to end up with this, the traffic light coalition of the SPD, the FDP. And the last part of that we have not talked about yet, the Greens. Yeah. Who and I to be clear, like- just to uh, oh, sure. explain sure, sure. these these coalitions, you said Jamaica coalition. That's not called that because of uh, the Rasta vibes within the no. coalition. <laughs> exactly. it's, yeah, it's, it's such the, fucked vibes. Germany has all their parties have a color. And yeah. th- those are it's what green, uh, black and yellow. And that's the Jamaican flag. Yeah. And that's why it's called that. And traffic light. They're going to make bobsledding a big part of their party. <laughs> no, when, when, when the colors of a coalition like happen to be a flag in like a warm country, like it's like it's like hitting right. the lottery, like on the slot machine, like lights start going off. Money starts popping out. They start playing Bob Marley. The Germans are really excited <laughs> about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A member of the CDU will tell you about the one time he smoked weed, <laughs> but he didn't inhale. A, a, huge, a huge parish of German politics from like the year 1800 onwards is, fuck, we are so late to the colonization <laughs> game. Fuck, fuck. Where, right. where can we go? What can we take? There's no so mines left. <laughs> so that's a, that's a determined politics for, yeah, for a very long time. Yeah. And what was the other the other coalition I said that I have Ample, to clarify? Traffic, uh, traffic Light Coalition is a... a um, well, yeah, you have red, uh, you green, red, and yellow. Yeah. So it is the Greens, the SPD, FPD and, and SPD. the uh, the FDP. Yeah. Okay, and so the for the last party we haven't get to, um, a lot of our view, a lot of our listeners and myself included, a lot of the votes we have cast as Americans have been for our Green Party, and the logical assumption is that oh, Germany must they must have a Jill Stein, they must have a Ralph Nader. They must have a Jill Stein, someone right. who should clearly be in charge. <laughs> no, no, no. Stein's a German no. last name. Stein. Yeah. <laughs> it means stone. Jillstein. 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 It sounds like some Freudian Wolfenstein. It's an appropriate name for her because she loves stones. Right. The Freudian condition of Jillstein, which is you're in a Sisyphean battle uh for power that you'll never complete but against the, uh, uh electoral so system rigged against thread parties right <laughs> but the german greens are a bit different is that fair to say oh yeah yeah well, you mentioned pod save earlier uh-huh. that's probably what the german greens are like is the, the really that uh, uh, um okay. yeah like our pod save people hate right. the greens yeah it's interesting. no it's, it's very kind of like your uh, american liberal democrats is, is a, the probably quickest way to doing it there's caveats the, the, but. here's the quickest way of summarizing right. the greens the head of the green party met with john Kerry personally before the elections because they were the party that was being tapped by the united states to succeed the cdu mm. all right that's it it is they are <laughs> they are they are activism, like they have their activist roots. They are, you know, they have a long-ish history of, you know, uh, you know, from the the '68 movement of people then coming out of that with relatively like left-wing positions on yeah. things, particularly around the environment. 
um, into the, you know, fall of the wall and into the 2000s, slowly stripping themselves of that, becoming more neoliberal to now the point of that, then the Greens are a vibe more than anything, I would mm. say, as we've said, mentioned multiple times on, on Corners Beatty, is that you are voting for the fact of feeling good about your voting mm. for the environmental party. But they are like in Baden-Württemberg, uh, one of the states in the southwest southwest of Germany, they're in a coalition with the CDU. Yeah. And in Germany, in in Berlin, they're in a coalition, like I said earlier, with the SPD and the left. So they have like they're chaotic. They will do uh, they actually organize themselves as a party at the beginning of the election. They actually had pretty good discipline with this, where a lot of the head members just abstained from votes because they didn't want to show what they're like. We're going to be doing Uh, if they won, you know, if they got enough, uh, 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 you know, votes coming into into September or the end of September. And uh, also before their their like party manifesto got released, they just like did not like they were extremely vague about everything. And their party manifesto at the end of the day was also super vague because their goal was getting into a coalition no matter what. (laughs) And I think that this is going to end up becoming the sense of that. Then if it my prediction is that if the Greens end up in a coalition with the CDU, a lot of the people who voted for them this election are going to dip out of the party because their party membership actually didn't like increase too much. It was simply votes of them. People were voting for them because they wanted to see um, a different party and the Greens offered a vibe. They did really well in the European uh, parliamentary elections the year previous. They got like a 20 something percent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They can't top basically almost on top and, one seat away from the two main establishment yeah. parties. And to be fair, like the way that those seats are divided up is much different than how seats are divided up in Germany, but nonetheless, they did well there. The momentum of Fridays for Future and like, you know, Greta and like all these other, you know, Extinction Rebellion have been, you know, funneling into just people being like, damn, like <laughs> Germany has a green party, which they didn't even have the best green platform. Die Linke had a better green platform Mm, than they did. And they're coasting. They're coasting into the fact that if they end up into making the right coalition, you know, uh, if they end up making the right coalition packed with the CDU for their future, they will become kind of like a neoliberal staple party, which I mean, they already kind of are, depending on where you look. But like uh, they're at least the way that I see it, they're teetering between like complete collapse or you know becoming then like this next arbiter of green capitalism in germany that, so like, they're no a vibe for really... now but they strive to be a whole ass mood exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly you thank know? you alex thank you yes and they <laughs> just trying to put this in terms we can all understand <laughs> and so like in the u.s and some other countries when we vote green it's one of the reasons is uh anti-imperialism because you know both major parties in the u.s are basically the same on foreign policy and that's kind of an anti-war vote in germany however the greens have a history of being in the government. And there's a lot to say about this guy, but uh, there was a, I believe a minister in the nineties who uh, from the coalition, they let a green become some minister and Joska Fischer. And he ended up being like a hardcore military interventionist. So it was basically like the Elizabeth Warren plan to green the military. He right. was like sending in solar yeah. tanks. Yeah, he was sending in solar power yeah. tanks. They were shooting like sunflower <laughs> seeds at people. Uh, briefly, and, and there's, do you know which uh, uh, mission uh, he sent us into, which rip-roaringly successful foreign uh, uh, intervention he sent Germany into? Was it Afghanistan? It was Afghanistan. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> which has been nothing but net <laughs> for the German people. <laughs> It is pretty funny because you can look at old uh, photos from the 80s of the Greens with like, you know, uh, West Germany out of NATO, like very 
clearly yeah. across the banner. Um, they were indeed in in the government, which sent uh, Germany into Afghanistan. And I would say even today, like the Greens have, I mean, we're comparing to, to the Democrats, they do have plans to like spend more than some of the other parties, but they're also, I would say, significantly more hawkish than even the SPD, the center yeah. left party, for example. Right. The, well, yeah. the like, thing tough is, when, talk. Yeah. when Americans vote green, it's not an anti-imperialist vote because of anything they said. It's because in our system, it's the same as throwing your shit in the trash. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. like, it's a, it's an active fuck you to the only two parties that could possibly win. Whereas if they were actually in power, I'm sure they'd do lots of things I don't want them to do, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and that's yeah. the if the squad were all green party members they'd still be voting some of them would be voting for iron dome it's it's you got to look at the balance of class sources but uh, not like now right (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying is it doesn't really matter in america anyway what the party is it's it's you know yeah gotta look at the balance a a certain and a certain extent that's what happens in germany too like the 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 greens became this because they got a whiff of actually being in power right uh, and they, like rob i think has mentioned before on the podcast that really they like they agreed to going in afghanistan because like well we're a grown-up party and this is what grown-ups do like as if it was yeah. like you know paying for a mortgage bill or something i actually Time saw, to roll I up mean, your sleeves and run over a villager <laughs> yeah i mean like i, 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 I think the, after you've done we like germany was like the second largest commitment of troops i yeah. think uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah to wow. the whole they didn't go to remember they didn't go to iraq though that was that yeah that yeah was, we didn't know, go to iraq that so that was the real crazy. moral high ground there yeah. we just I mean, went you to saved a lot one. of money they <laughs> <laughs> made that. a lot of money too yeah oh, I mean, oh made so God. much where money. else are you gonna get what I do you mean, think german engineering refers to bombs and tanks and shit yeah, I it was mostly um, uh, VWs and shit. Yeah, oh, they no, said Volkswagen bugs to <laughs> A Volkswagen make other stuff. <laughs> this is like quickly becoming for me. Which commercials did you get that I also saw? <laughs> you guys sent blimps to Afghanistan. That would have been cool. <laughs> uh, Hindenburg every day. R nine eleven. Uh, so these are all the wonderful parties, uh, and we just ha- finished the election. They're coalition building now. What were the hot topics? What were people talking about? Uh, was it like our election where everybody just stands up and declares what they would do to China if they were alone in a room with them? Oh, okay. Well, I have a, I have a lot to say about the China thing because America's really trying to push this whole China is the new enemy, and like a lot of Europe is just like, nah, they're rich, and we're going to trade with them. Fuck you. <laughs> Russia is still the enemy. Enemy. We're fine with yeah. Russia being the enemy, but China, it, we're not buying it. The Russia one's even funnier, too, because Merkel and uh, Heiko Maas, her current uh, foreign minister, That's met a, with... such a funny name. I'm sorry. I know. Heiko, oh, he, Heiko, he, is, an, Heiko is an underrated German Heiko is an underrated German name, and Heiko Maas is our drippiest man oh, in, so in Merkel's <laughs> cabinet. I'm, we have I'm, simply no time to explain yeah, how much this, fucking no time just drip. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so Heiko Maas and and Macklin met with Biden and John Kerry, I believe it was. And so one of the big issues in Germany, uh, which actually became a big election issue, like randomly in the middle of it was like not just Russian relations, but specifically the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Yeah. And it's one of the things that then like Germany kind of ish doesn't care about Russia a lot of the times, no. um, especially Macklin, because uh, like 
she speaks fluent Russian. She like grew up in the East. There is like less of, I think of a fear of Russia from at least her wing of the party. And Germany has like a massive agreement with Russia to build the Nord Stream two pipeline. The Nord Stream one pipeline's already been built for 10 years. Yeah. It creates a lot of jobs. It's a gas in, pipeline for yeah. anyone who doesn't know. Uh, it's, it's creates a lot of jobs. It's an exciting in, new uh, field gas pipelines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, it's so weird because like Mackle literally like, has benefited entirely because it it goes through her constituency mm. in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, which is a state up to the north of Germany, and it's it's an issue that then that when when they met when the U.S. when when you know U.S. leaders and German leaders met, they made like. A, an exception for Merkel on Russia of like, well, you can like, you know, still not like them, but you can also then take their money and do business with them for Nord Stream. Sure. So Germany's relations mm-hmm. are bizarre. The yeah. China thing no one cares about. And the Russia thing, people like trying to fear monger. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, Nord Stream 2 is only unpopular amongst like fucking nerds who like, yeah, want to make it a thing. There's also like a huge population of Russian Germans who are just ethnically German people from Russia who just now have German passports who live here they're like fine or whatever they all have tiny dogs um <laughs> then there's um but then also similarly you have like merkel you have like half the country that did russian in school because they came from the east so they just kind of uh, there there's still this kind of cold war politics of like let's just keep the peace with Russia uh, and the West, so let's be a facilitator of those two things. Yeah, and the Greens actually became one of the most hawkish parties in that yeah. regard. Yeah, because they, they can justify it being like it's a gas pipeline, but like everyone else is like it's a gas pipeline that one keeps the lights on and stops the the slabs from bombing us. It's interesting so. you frame it as a new Cold War politics. How much does the Cold War affect German politics in your estimation? Hundred percent, all the time. It can't, you can't ever remove it. The number one tourist destination in this fucking city is seeing where the checkpoint was. They fucking love it. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> um, the um, yeah, I, I guess like well, like we talked about, like a uh, um, people were doing the red scare in, in the campaign, and that's because you can. Know, yeah, you got you got you got two girls from Brooklyn who just did. That. <laughs> yeah, 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 but like <laughs> you had this uh, uh, campaign of like, oh, you can't work with D Linka because. There is like a through line that connects them to the party that ruled East Germany. Right. And therefore that's as as bad as voting for the Nazis. But like that just is this wider narrative. There's a wider narrative that's been constructed in West German history <laughs> to kind of like apologize for the Nazis who were still in government in West Germany predominantly. Um, so like that's usually thing. Also, like even the Greens being anti-nuclear kind of has like its origins of like oh, Germany should have nuclear power. And then like a lot of activists were like, no, some of you are still Nazis and we wouldn't like you to have nuclear capabilities. Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, but like it's morphed into a weirder thing today. Uh, big issues, though. The actual big issues of this election. Environmental is probably the biggest. Yeah. Like, for, amongst polling was was that. Environment. Was, uh, uh, for certain parts of the country. Uh, now that we've established living. all of your money is coming from gas pipelines, how important is the environment <laughs> to you? <laughs> and keep in mind, you can't get rid of this pipeline or else the Russians <laughs> will bomb us. Um, no, I, I guess, yeah, people are considered about environment. I think second was um, social security. Um, things that should get you to vote for the parties that you didn't vote for. But yeah, go probably. On. Yeah. And the thing that was that then because things like defense and China and all this were made such a like thing in the media, um, you know, like I said, German media is very conservative. The polling had it like around like 2%, I think, was like defense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to make that kind of like... Yeah. Uh, foreign policy has been out of public control for so long that you're like, why are we even yeah. asking at this point? 
Well, but it, even to go back to the the NATO thing, it's like we've talked about on our show that like opinion polls, most people are like, yeah, why would we be in NATO? But like in yeah. terms of the uh, like the respectable expert opinion, that's like uh, like a like a red line. And so the the critique of um, do you think a NATO, which was again, this was just like a blip where the polls showed that that red red green have fifty percent, completely open question whether the Greens and the SPD would even want to have done that. Um, but even then, Dilinka was like, "That's just one of our policies. Like, if we can get some social spending in, we will join your government." Like, yeah, <laughs> please yeah. let us. Um, they, they were like, "Yeah, we're willing and, to cave on this position." And 100%. it's not so. And so it's not really something. It's not something uh, important. Like, it's not the issue people care about. It's being instrumentalized as. The is fundamentally an irresponsible party because they're communist, because they're crazy, because whatever. And NATO is just an example of that red line. So it's yeah. almost like it, you always have to keep that in mind when we're talking about the the um, you know what issues people vote on because so much of it is just this almost respectability politics of like okay, well, who's competent and in charge? Which is yeah. why so much of the talk of the Greens is oh, I like them, but I don't know if they're really ready to run this country. They uh, haven't yeah. read enough books yet. <laughs> they, haven't enough, uh, they don't, they, they don't have enough 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 doctorate degrees. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Fake doctorate. But, no, we should say that the number one scandal amongst every politician in Germany is that they all fake their PhDs. Like for some <laughs> reason, you need a PhD to be in German. Like yeah. it's like being a lawyer, but then they just fake it. And mm. then right. it comes out and people are like, oh, yeah, they lied. A bunch of signs <laughs> have to get taken down because they really do love putting like doctor whatever their name is like on the campaign poster and then it will come out that like yeah you did a bunch of plagiarism we're rescinding your phd and then it's just like, <laughs> I mean, very it's like sexy a requirement christian linder poster off the wall and rage <laughs> does he have a doctor no he doesn't no no he's he's no, he's, he's bought no. by the street no, he's young dumb and full of cum he's, he's oh my he's, god <laughs> yeah the thing Perfect i think that's man. also <laughs> the thing I think that's also funny too is that because you know we're coming out of Corona as well, and the idea then of like red, red, green was also like this economic carelessness that was like looming. And the funniest thing is like a bunch of economic institutions in Germany did like which 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 parties would generate the most in like tax revenue, and which country, which which you know. Um, coalitions would be best for the economy yeah it was and red, it red, was green. in both cases red red green yeah 100 because the rest of the party is like I, I think one thing that we've explained before i think on when we were on trash future is like the highest tax bracket in this country is forty-eight thousand euro so like some teachers are being taxed at the same rate as like the richest people in this country um we do have a progressive tax system it's just that the top bracket is incredibly low yeah 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 well and it seems like the the Linka platform was probably the best for the most people in germany oh, yeah. uh, if that's fair to say but uh they were not able to connect with like their the ostensibly their base which is the the working class and uh some of that i've seen accredited to they like kind of fetishized the youth the youth vote because they have a, a lot of focus on parliament and a lot of focus on movements like street movements and stuff like that but they don't really have as much of a presence anymore within uh the working class in in germany uh are the is that something that they're going to reflect on and hopefully change going forward or is it just you know gonna we, we should yeah, I, we should kind of just briefly say where they originally came from because they yeah. have like they did have this yeah. base of like what's usually referred to as nostalgia uh, people who are nostalgic for the east uh -huh. uh, and that's where you get like your kind of working class and these like incredibly yeah. privatized areas in the east 
And that was helpful because a lot of other parties, especially before AFD, were saying like, no, reunification was great. Don't mind that like every business that was here is now gone or sold right. to some guy in the West. Uh, it's fine. We just need to keep going. Dilinka was effectively the only party that was saying, no, this is actually shit. The, the AFD end was also doing it. AFD is doing that yeah. now, but they came a little bit later. But um, um, but now they've successfully moved into like an academic urban kind mm -hmm, of yeah. a, a category uh, as well as like young people some precariat like gig workers uh nurses unions has been the biggest success but still very like an urban workforce yeah um but they they haven't done well with like manufacturing bases that are not rural but in what you would call maybe like dwarfs like uh, smaller towns or cities yeah like like villages that surround larger cities and whatnot. yeah exactly yeah. i think i mean just to you know uh to kind of back up i would i would argue that the Linka was never a working class party mm. sure. yeah um yeah. they they yes they come out of the sed you know which is you can make the you know assessment that you want out of that sure i don't care but the real That's working class party. party yeah the east german yeah the the social uh unity party um yeah. socialist unity party sorry um uh and i would i would argue that the working class party of germany obviously is the spd and they've been like they they were they had their worst result actually last election and came back and with then the sense of someone like olaf scholz as their candidate a uh, chancellor candidate who weirdly is liked by a lot of people i find him horribly uncharismatic but i also didn't find him horribly like everyone dumb. else is worse everyone else is worse that is yeah. true um but the spd definitely has just the history of the unions like the yeah. made like the massive yeah. german unions back the spd like nobody's business and die linke has a very hard time breaking into this um you know structure the party that yeah. then's been actually quite successful with it has been the afd yeah i think like when i said like they they had these people in east germany who were probably yeah. predominantly working class that identity was built around east german right. rage it actually yeah. wasn't built around working class yeah. as such and hmm. now they've also kind of lost a lot of them to to, to the AFD. Yeah, so their turn to like activism politics makes perfect sense. And okay. to be very yeah. fair, like I, I don't want to be too mean to Dilinka, but like I some people who we know uh don't really like like who are also on the political left probably will vote for the left as well if they can vote in Germany or not, but are also very much not appreciative of the fact of Dilinka coming out and just like kind of pretending that they do the legwork when they don't hmm. so they have a lot to work on this isn't to say that they're a bad party i think yeah. that they're the only party in germany worth voting for but when people yeah. are like they went woke it's like well they had no other fucking option you right. know yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah to clarify what nick's saying there was a bit of a debate in the past couple of years with indy linka basically stop me if this rings any bells but basically about like identity politics um mm. and i think we all agree that that tends to be beside the issue when there are these structural problems from the founding of the party mm -hmm. and like this is these these are the this is the terrain of uh of um german electoral politics right now being like more or less woke isn't really going to push the needle that much are right. there a yeah. lot of clashes with the post dilinka <laughs> nah. i mean it's half a joke but also half a question oh, oh, uh, alex we could have like hour-long conversations about uh, a tendency here referred to as anti-deutsch that's okay. like a whole <laughs> that's a whole other episode we don't we simply have no time uh, um but we we could at one point because 
that's a terrifying uh, um, segment of the quote unquote left that uh, people in this country have to deal with or are a part of sometimes because they're the only yeah. game in town in some places but to in so- terms of the left. To sort of put a button on the federal situation, uh, looks like the SDB, ST, SDP, SP, SPD, SPD, God damn it. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> Scott Wayland is going to be resurrected and made chancellor. They will be in the government. Uh, who do you think the most likely coalition partners will be? The SPD is not guaranteed. Oh, oh really? Yeah. No. It's actually in a no. in a weird way. It's the other way around. Um, so Kieran can can speak to this too. Where there's okay, there's two elements that make all of this more complicated. Nick mentioned one, which is that the head of the party does not have to be the chancellor candidate. So in theory. They could right still swap out someone else and make them a new a new chancellor, like in yeah. some agreement. We could, and yeah, the I mean, second, we, we, we could get freaky. <laughs> is that the the like the president of Germany? You know, most president presidential positions in Europe, European parliaments don't have a lot of power. But so, dude. he is supposed to basically steer the the coalition forming. And in Germany, it is not guaranteed that the that the top uh, vote getter gets first crack at forming a coalition. Ah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. so, uh, that was a uh, that was a little caveat brought in by again you guys to make sure if no one in Europe voted wrong, uh, like Italy yeah. did in the forties <laughs> or something. <laughs> so so it's in a weird situation where still uh, all the parties basically have ruled out working with the far right party. Most of the parties on the center to the right have ruled out working with the Linka, which leaves four parties left. And so either it's going to be um, you have the, FD, the the libertarians we're, we're joking about and the Greens who are like basically got together and are like, okay, which one are we going to pick? We're going to pick the CDU Merkel party or we're going to pick the SPD. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so it's almost like the tables are turned yeah. and it's like, what can you offer us? Right. Yeah. Um, and of course we mentioned before, Linda is going to be pushing for economics or, you know, the finance uh, ministry. And so there is a bit of a delicate dance between all of that to see who is going to yeah. who cave in, who's going to, I mean, I would say in general, I don't know if you guys agree, like greens probably prefer SPD for all the critique we heap on them and the FDP prefers The Greens are split internally on this. It's really weird because like one of the head party leaders, um, uh, uh, shit, what's his first name? His last name is Hofreiter. He has like a skullet and looks like how you'd imagine uh, a green person would look like. He mentioned (laughs) at the beginning of uh, coalition talks that uh, the Greens will be going for the traffic light coalition. Mm. And then uh, Robert Habeck, who is the, one of the co-leaders of the Greens, who uh, was possibly going to be the chancellor candidate, um, was uh, Annalena Baerbock, who was the chancellor candidate, was chosen over him, uh, possibly because to be seen as like a fresh face. She's young. You know, having a woman chancellor again would be, you know, something impressive for Germany. She's being reeled back in. And Habeck, who is much more, uh, you know, physically conservative than the rest of his party, is kind of like leaving it up in the air that then that, well, we're the one making the, like me and Baerbock are the one making the decision, you know, for the party. We're the one in the, in the talks. We're going to kind of be the ones who are being steering this. And um, I think that, he is also very easily manipulated by Christian Lindner that yep. there's like been a bunch, like a joke on that's been kind of going through German Twitter that then like Lindner like opens his mouth and that, uh, green uh, guy basically. And just yeah, Habeck will agree to anything. Yeah. So I think I mean, that, that we're going to just look at him. I, it is, <laughs> it is, it is so like, and this is the thing, I guess it comes right? back to it being a vibe is that there's no politics. Like the greens can do whatever they want. And I think that we're going to end up seeing Lindner, 
getting the coalition that he wants as much as I don't want to see that. And we're going to end up probably seeing someone like Amin Lashet, who is an absolute buffoon of a man who I could talk about for hours because I love him and his family, uh, uh, end up becoming German chancellor to the point that then like that, I think 68% of all Germany wanted him removed entirely from politics Yeah. after the election. <laughs> so like goofy man, a goofy, goofy why man. Why did they want him removed from politics? What did he do? He jettisoned into space. He is just, he's, I, I just look up a picture. He looks like the Keebler elf. If you just like, I, I, I said once that he looks person. like a care bear that became a landlord. Um, yeah. I, it, he, there's been a couple oh. of gaffes. There was a, like a, there was a bunch of like climate change ass oh, yeah. floods in the West of Germany. And then while that was happening, he was climate like climate change ass flood. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And um, now, see, you got to avoid a... those climate change floods. Those will <laughs> fuck you up. I'll get you. Your very landlord has like an eviction notice on his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. And, uh, in this he... region of the world, it's much better to have the floods where a boy is supposed to keep his finger in a dike, and if he takes it out, <laughs> the whole town goes under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love that boy. Yeah. Hans, he's such a good boy. So, Give it up uh, to the boy. Last shit within like the last year alone uh, was responsible responsible for like four massive corruption scandals one yeah. of them being the fact that then that a um, a meat meat plant in a district of nordrhein west uh, westphalia which is his state that he is the governor of or i guess technically the minister president but just think of it governor, as governor. governor it's a little bit easier yeah um he made a deal with uh the head of the largest meat production the largest meat facility that they didn't have to go by corona uh, regulations didn't have to wear masks have, and naturally uh, resulted in massive outbreaks in the like ground zero state for corona in germany basically right yeah, so there's that there was mass scandals that then that he helped his instagram influencer son secure a contract with a clothing company so that then this clothing company would get the masks made this mask also then was the only mask that was not that from from this company but the type of mask uh, that the CDU passed the FFP2 mask or the N94 mask, whatever it's called in the rest yeah. of the world, uh, was the only mask that you were allowed to like legally use in Germany and still in most places in Germany. Uh, it ended up being that the CDU was making a shit ton of money off of that deal. Uh, I mean, Laschet then also as well got criticized heavily for, as Kieran said, the flood stuff. Yeah, he was caught laughing on camera while like someone was delivering a somber speech about like how these entire villages got destroyed. Uh, so that that was kind of like I think that's the point in which everyone was like, let's consider some of these other candidates, yeah. I think, was the uh, uh, the thing. Yeah, that uh, was a gaffe. That was that was a, that was a bit of a goof. That was, for a, sure. that was an oopsie. That was an oopsie. Yeah, you don't I think need one... somebody with such a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy sense of humor about these terrible events. Can I just say it rocks that you can trace the not wearing a mask scandal in your country down to one company with a guy behind it, whereas a third of our country is just an open revolt about doing it and is going to die to prove their oh, point. We... We have those. We have those well. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you can you can also trace the entire outbreak of Corona in Europe to like a handful of ski resorts <laughs> in Austria that didn't close when the government told them to. Uh, and one of the one of the guys who ran that has a, a successful quote unquote business of selling canned prosecco called Rich Secco that was once sponsored by Paris Hilton and has been sued by the government of Italy for ruining the good name of prosecco. Uh, wow. <laughs> 
Like this is this is the continent we like. Okay, so I think a big part of our podcast for anyone who doesn't listen before is uh, uh, shattering the illusion that like Europe is erudite and has things all together and like you know is running smoothly or efficiently rather than like yeah the guy running for the default party of Germany, his Instagram influencer son made him do corruption for him so he could get better Instagram likes. Like it, to be it's, fair, I do follow him now. He's so. he's a good follow. <laughs> <laughs> it's this a good is, account. Joe Lashish. <laughs> Nobody Shout has any him. problem with the Instagram account. Yeah, it's how you got the Instagram. Account. I even like. I even just I was bored one day and called him out on it, and he's like, "Bro, do your research." Oh, I'm Germans like, love reply. Did. Germans oh love reply when they don't have to. <laughs> He didn't That's deny it too, which is just the like the even more telling thing. Oh yeah, you accuse him of the stuff, and he responds with "Do your research." He's like, "You could have said no." Why don't you get a doctorate in telling me I'm lying? Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like it's kind of a question mark right now as to what the government will be, but uh, not a lot of um, hope there for something we would like. Um, yeah, we could also just end up with the backwards version of the current coalition right. too. If 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 yeah. the if if the Greens and the FDP piss everyone off enough, uh, you could just see then the SPD leading the current grant, what's called the Grand yeah. Coalition of the CDU and the SPD. It would just be that then that the SPD would top for four years. Yeah, and then the, the CDU would like like probably benefit the most out of that. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. they probably come back smaller stronger. majority, right? Com- yeah, if they did yeah. grow yeah. again, yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Some positive news, look like positive news anyway, coming out of Berlin Woo. is a vote to expropriate uh, corporate housing uh, that was, yeah. I, I believe, once public, uh, yeah. retaking Most it back, it. Um, oh, yeah. something like that. The most hated but, city in Germany is taking the power back. <laughs> you can <laughs> see we great. do give them we do give them a lot of fuel, all the people who think that we're all communists. It's probably because we are. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yes. And the vote was, uh, I think, pretty, a, a pretty significant uh, majority voted for it. Yep. But the more I'm reading about it, it seems like it is not at all. It This is a like a, an advisory vote. So this depends on the government actually doing yeah. it which uh, may not be a sure thing. So a little bit... Oh, is that a fake story? So a little bit of context is that all referendums in Germany, one, you can't have a national referendum in Germany. They can only be held at state or local levels, which is weird in my opinion. Um, And two, all referendums are non-binding, effectively. I think there are some binding referendums. um, Referenda, excuse me. Referenda, oh, there please. You go. Um, <laughs> and as far as I understand in the campaign, I'm I'm getting I'm quickly uh, going beyond my understanding of German law. So bear with me, which is that um, basically in order to do a binding referendum, you have to like prove that it's a completely legal law. And there's there's so much like bullshit with like, does it comply with EU law and federal uh. law and city law that like, as I understand it, they did attempt to 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 pursue a binding referendum, but that mm. the lawyers for the campaign were like, "This is is we can't we can't do that. Yeah, like, yeah. they're going to shut it shut it down so quickly." Uh, I remember the 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 intricacies of EU law being pointed to specifically. So there's yeah. that. Um, but yeah, they were basically forced to do this non-binding referendum, which is in a strange legal area because legally you can still say, like, it's the will of the like, it's the will of the of the Berlin people the to do this. So like you do. You do have nope, to can't do say that. that one. Don't <laughs> say that one. <laughs> it is it is a weird uh, in between thing where it's like, okay, what I mean, what does all this like legal stuff even mean? If like the Berlin people say direct their government to do this, 
And then it's like, all right, but then what if they don't? There's not a mechanism. So I guess it would be technically, in some sense, illegal if they don't implement it, but mm. with, without any consequences. Do you yeah, think I, it will happen? No, but I mean, I not, will end not that now. with a yeah. I'll yeah. end that with a you know, not a completely negative thing. Uh, yeah, I think I think we also have to like put the other bit of context in here, which is uh, two out of three of you guys are in New York. New York has about, if I remember correctly, about 63% of people in New York rent. Uh, um, 85% of people in Berlin rent. It Whoa. is normal in Germany to rent for life. Yeah. Um, like if you go into if you go into a bank here, the big thing they'll try to sell you on is take out a loan to buy a car because that's probably the biggest expenditure you're ever going to make. Um, oh, wow. It's really weird. Like when I moved here, my only friend here was like a, a, an au pair, like a fancy babysitter who worked for like rich people, and they were still renting. They just rented a really nice place. Yeah. Um, well, the thing it, about New York you have to consider is 63% of us rent, but then another 30% are homeless. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's a situation where like rent is very political here. It's like a different situation. People kind of need rents to stay low forever. Uh, uh, some people kind of look at rents as like, okay, how's my pension going to fucking work with this? Um, so that's like a whole ass thing. The other thing is like, I moved to Berlin because the rent was cheap by European standards. I'm very happy that by European standards, the rent is cheap and already the local population is fucking pissed at how fast it's getting that more rocks. expensive. Yeah, I think that we have to take a step back though too. And like the thing that made it more apparent was that the local go government of Berlin passed yeah. a rent cap that then was deemed unconstitutional because mm. Germany rewrote their constitution in like what 2006 specifically for this saying that then that certain <laughs> referendums certain laws like this have to be passed on a national level yeah and so it was deemed unconstitutional because the FDP and the CDU were the two parties that triggered this discussion to come up on the local government. Two parties who are not in government, mind you, like in local it, in, Definitely in, not in Berlin. Berlin. They're hated in Berlin. Um, then had it then, uh, had this law that was already passed go to then be, you know, revisited by the Supreme Court of Germany, the Supreme Court of Germany, which is very much influenced by a lot of political and economic thought of the AFD, more yeah, so than probably any cool. other party. You think um, the US Supreme Court's bad? Imagine if they all wore the red robes from Star Wars. And <laughs> <the Emperor. laughs> but they, uh, um, yeah, so they deemed it unconstitutional. And then this expropriation matter, uh, or te te technically they're calling it socialization under the, the official banner of yeah, the Deutsche Yeah, because it doesn't go to the state, it would go to the people. Yeah, so oh. the um, the socialization manner, uh, which was already in, like, like the activism was already existing underneath the, the rent cap, uh, the law of the rent cap yeah. then kind of got more uh, like because. the day that the rent cap was uh, overturned there was a massive protest where then kind of like Deutsche Wohnen and Eignen the, the campaign behind this this socialization program kind of took to the streets and really got their campaign uh, uh, kickstarting yeah. uh, and kind of like when I, I said no earlier that it won't be passed uh, I don't think it'll be implemented in the sense that then obviously that then all 240 or 230 whatever thousand houses yeah, will yeah. become social property there's going to end up be so what there's been happening in Berlin is that the large real estate companies, Deutsche Wohnen, uh, which is just a subsidiary of Deutsche Bank that was made for real estate speculation in the late 90s. Uh, they are yeah. evil, of course, as we all know. Deutsche Bank's uh, one of the worst banks in the world. Yeah, yeah. One of the and Venovia is a large... Uh, <laughs> had a, a, had a big bank. glow up around, uh, around 2008. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also weirdly and, uh, involved with 9-11. No longer. <laughs> we have no hot. time for that. Oh, <laughs> we have yeah. no time for that. <laughs> and Vonovia, a Swedish firm who actually was trying to buy up Deutsche Wohnen in this very weird pre uh, fear of the, you know, uh, uh, I literally think it was just to change the name of the company. Yeah, the to other- then make the campaign not work. But then they were just like, we'll just call it, we'll just yeah. call it Venovia and Co. and Eignen or Venovia yeah. I mean, I, the other thing is like there are like effectively six landlords in the city. It's yeah, also yeah. different from like New York and London. Like this expropriation thing was going to take uh, uh, apartments from companies that had three thousand or more apartments. Three thousand apartments under one company or person is the most that there is in London of like a single entity. Yeah. Like here, it's like five companies. So. What Venovia and Deutsche Wohnen have been doing though for the past year is that they've been slowly selling apartments at market value, mind you, which the uh, the expropriate or the sorry the socialization thing says that they can ask for less than market value, but they've been selling them at market value to the state uh, to turn them into social housing. What they're going to do with that, I have absolutely no clue. But the Deutsche Wohnen and Venovia uh, are trying to find a way kind of around this by being like, we can like work this out and just sell you a bunch of things. I think that though, because of the mayor of Berlin, uh, Francisca Giffey, who is uh, from the SPD, but she's vehemently against this campaign. Her own party is weirdly for it in a lot of local regards. Uh, There's going to be enough pressure, I think, from uh, within her party. Her party's already wanted to reform the red red green coalition on the local level the greens also want to do it the greens didn't campaign explicitly for it but at the end they were like hey yeah we're for it uh there was even a push uh a massive surge in the greens candidate for mayor at the last minute because the greens wanted to do this and the uh at the end of the day yeah like what was it uh 56 percent of confirmed votes yep uh, went to the uh, socialization campaign and 59.1% of all votes in general that then, you know, the 4% that were thrown out. Um, it's overwhelming. It's more popular than any of the political parties, like multiple it's more parties more popular combined. than any other past referendum yeah, yeah, yeah. held in the city or even the country, I think. Um, there are pop, there are, there are politicians within like parties that are likely to be in charge of Berlin state that are very for this, like holding yeah. rallies and stuff about this. Yeah, yeah. So um, it'll be passed in some form. It won't be the exact form that we're going to see, yeah, but there has to be some, be something done about Berlin's housing because it is like it, it's people, the fastest rising rent in Europe. Yeah. And the yeah. people who moved here like ourselves, I mean, you know, what I moved here nine years ago or so. Yeah. And uh one of the biggest appeals of Berlin is that it was affordable. And now, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, even I mean, not just for people who moved here, but people who've been living here forever. Um, you know, I to put it into perspective, like there are people who grew up in the GDR here who were paying like 30 euros or what would be the equivalent of 30 euros of rent, uh 30 euros a month for rent. Yeah. And now that what? they're paying yeah. yeah, the GDR had like I think it was what one percent of your wages. One percent? I think it was one or eleven. I can't remember. I think it was like I don't know. It doesn't matter. It yeah. was a very insignificant amount of your uh, income went to your uh, uh, wages. It was required mm-hmm. by law in East Germany. Half so, the city used to be communist, and they want to return to yeah. that. <laughs> so you're having people that then who have seen their rents during then the period of time of reunification skyrocket from you know. Uh, you know, rates of some people spending 300 euros for an apartment now double, sometimes even tripling. If they were yeah. to get out of their contract, depending on some of the neighborhoods that they live in, it would like quadruple. You know, uh, yeah. there's an example of of uh, apartments in what's considered to be like you know one part the cool hip area, the newly gentrified area, this and that and that. That's in a traditionally you know Turkish neighborhood that the rents are going for. Um, what, how big is like 60 square meters? 
Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. 60 square meter apartment is going for like 2000 euros a month, which for mm. maybe New York numbers sounds normal, but for Berlin, got three <laughs> of those. <laughs> and, and they will and they will try pull all sorts of dumb shit on you as well like and there's no consequences for overcharging on rent uh, um there are like rules in place that are decent like i when i first moved into my place i was being charged 1200 euro a month and i just basically lucked into it and they're like yeah actually legally that's meant to be 900 whoopsie daisy uh no consequences here you go which is yeah. great but like people are like we kind you need a consequence or they're just going to keep trying to like dupe people <laughs> like, someone needs to form a coalition with the rent is too damn high party which is the yeah. thing that we, oh, we had a couple of those <laughs> there was oh, actually there was actually a renter party, a renter that party yeah. 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 Honor the same Jimmy McMillan. yeah yeah <laughs> um well it sounds like i mean new york uh they, they did pass quite strong rent control laws at the state level which is good but it seems like it's almost easier to have a situation uh, for like the renter movement where the property is controlled by a few companies. It's like so consolidated in a way that yeah. it makes it easier to sort of expropriate or at least talk about expropriation. Whereas in New York, there's hundreds, if not thousands of small property companies and mom and pop landlords, which are actually a huge yeah. obstacle. Some of the most important people we have. Right. I mean, landlords. they're holding up all <laughs> the progress. Boys. They're like, yeah, my landlord has enough money that he tried to buy Air Berlin and he tried to run for uh, mayor of Berlin. He so, did. Yeah. Right. That. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. It's a, it's a different situation in that sense where like even doing stuff that would help landlords they're, op they're opposed to because it's really about power and the ability to kick out somebody who's like living under you. Uh, like they want that authority. Um, but yeah, it sounds like something has got to happen. Um, there is a bit of um, whatever happens. Like I think most people in the campaign, at least the, the the people running the campaign, no one expected it to be like over now. Like it's an ongoing. This is right. kind of one step. Yeah, of, of course. Process. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's also you can't even say. I know. So I know action will probably be taken by the next government or the next uh, uh, government of Berlin. But it's also hard to say is it going to happen or not because like maybe this thing will keep going and become something else. Um, you know, we have to see. Um, Anders, you had a question? Uh, well, yes. So where do I go with this? There's a couple questions. I want to, we're running out of time. I have a, I have a out of left field question here. So the late Norm Macdonald had a, <laughs> he had a joke right. about how we've had two world wars on this globe both of them have been started by Germany and some way, somehow Germany, even after world war two has come back to being like almost like the major economic power uh, in Europe, if not the world uh, political analyst, Norm Macdonald. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so if there's going to be another world war, world war three, it seems like it's got to come from Germany yet again. What if it does, <laughs> if that comes true, what are the uh, different factions now in Germany that would make that happen? All right, this is a fun question. Well, I mean, World I think, War Three is happening. Right. <laughs> what are the factions in what, Germany? What are your, your move. Yeah, I'm going to a Vietnamese restaurant and I'm just <laughs> uh, keeping my head down. 
and Joanna Farr. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what am I? What am I? Okay. So I think the joke that we made the live show or Ted, our friend made of the live show was just that they should trigger Article 50 to invade Berlin after they passed the like referendum. <laughs> <laughs> Germany is like, going to invade itself. Yeah. Germany yeah. will invade Berlin. Yeah. Uh, um, God, it, 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 it's so hard to imagine that now because Germany is just this like very kind of like economic and diplomatic power. I got it. What do you got? What do you got? I got it. All right. Okay. We're feeling all right. Germans have a complex of wanting to be Italian. Oh yeah, there you go. (laughs) There are there are some Germans. (laughs) They have better food. They dress better, warmer. Warmer. (laughs) So I I think that it's gonna get started this way. You're gonna have like some like Gavrilo Precept guy in uh in Sudtirol. Yeah, which is a part of Italy that does not want to be part of Italy. Mm-hmm. Go buck wild and just oh, murder yeah. Mario Draghi. Oh, no, sorry, not Mario Draghi. Uh, murder. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, who's going to be prime minister in our, in our future? What, who's, who's the prime minister? In this? Who's going to be prime minister? What? Oh, no, no, the prime minister of, of, of Italy. Currently, it's Mario Draghi. No, no, who's going to be in my in my perverted fascist worldview? Well, oh, gets the guy back for, in. No, no. It's the guy from uh, Lamborghini. Oh, God damn it. The oh. one who's part of the far right party. Oh, Salvini. Salvini? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Salvini. Okay. Salvini's yeah, yeah, yeah. going to be assassinated. Salvini's going to be assassinated by a, by, by a student to roll in yep. uh, a separatist, which is going to trigger a war between Italy and Germany that's going to just wrap up all of Europe deciding which cuisine oh, they World prefer. It's a situation. With... No, no, no. No, no, you, you start with an assassination yeah, by yeah, like, an course. insane ethnic minority. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, it's, it's and a then, World War I. Um, they... Yeah, it starts that way. Germany yeah. then will invade Italy because they want suit to roll, but then they just get a little bit frisky and then just keep going further south. <laughs> Take the whole thing. Italy then gets um, uh, a bunch of uh, you know allies somehow with France. I don't know why they like you know it must be you know the the nice climate countries versus the cold places. See, this yeah, is yeah. fun because it'll be like America's overseas military versus America's overseas military. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, actually. And then no, the US I, just can be like, well, yeah, we don't know. What to I, I agree with Nick. It's going to come down to a dividing line in Europe that I've talked about before, which is hot Catholics versus cold Catholics. Uh, um, <laughs> or the butter <laughs> and olive oil line. Yeah, the butter or olive Ooh. oil line. That's another good one as well. It's like <laughs> the Poles versus the Italians. The Poles would be like, no, you have to respect Jesus by living a miserable existence and eating raw potatoes. And the Italians were like, no, you respect Jesus by catcalling women and uh, uh, doing nothing in the sun. Yeah, and then the right. U.S. is going to, no, you know, I figured out the U.S. is going to do what they did during the Syrian civil war and just fund both factions. <laughs> oh, we get European ISIS. Yeah, exactly. That's our go-to move. Yeah, that's what, and, it, and this is what I was going to bring Cover up. your bet. Yeah. Because we probably did that. I, I want to ask you guys, too. What, uh, there was this dude, Detlev Karsten Raheder, who I watched... Uh, <laughs> This, there's a great. I had no idea him. this is where this was going. There's a great <laughs> Netflix series about this guy, a perfect crime. Who was so to give a very uh, oversimplistic thumbnail version. World War II happens. Germany gets divided east west. You got uh, socialist and capitalist. And in the late eighties, early nineties, Berlin Wall falls. They go back to being, or they become all capitalist. And the East is not happy about this. And they got this bank, True Hand. That privatizes everything uh, yeah, hand, yeah. in the East, yeah. And they got this dude in charge of it, and people are pissed. There's, uh, it's weird to watch because they, they have like the SPD and the Greens and just this huge mass of people out there in the East protesting, ready to start a revolution. And then this guy gets shot and killed, who's in charge of the bank, and all of a sudden the movement dies. Uh, do you think that was 
the United States. This was bl- blamed on the Red Army faction, but I don't think so. Uh, I'll let Rob speak in a bit because he's usually a bit more conspiracy brain about these kind of things. But like, for anyone who doesn't know, our website is OperationGlad.io to kind of hammer home another point of our podcast, which is we are an American colony. Uh, we we do we do what you allow us to do, <laughs> and if we right. get a little frisky. But it's like we find a prime minister inside the boot of a car or something like that. You know, good good stuff like that. A bank. I was, blows I was up. originally planning to talk about that more, but there is simply no time. Yeah. We'll have There's, to do another we'll, 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 yeah. we'll do another follow up episode about that. Rob, what do you think? About the Troy hand guy. I don't know. Um but the Troy hands <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, They were like, talk about talk about like um like all of uh privatization, neoliberalization, like concentrated, right, in one uh in, in one group that's like, all right, well, let's uh, let's let's dig into this little Thanksgiving feast we have we have here in East Germany. Rob um, did it. Rob did it. So I could see the GB sleeper cell. <laughs> I fucking hear the Rob, shit. Rob, <laughs> Rob is uh, taking too long to answer. I also I also just I'm I'm wondering about the the by like ninety one what the like the cost benefit analysis because like you know the West German yeah bas- uh, let's call it capitalism rather than like a reformed because. All throughout uh, Eastern Europe, also in in East Germany, there was, you know, it wasn't necessarily like great neoliberal capitalism. That's that's what we're signing up for. There was ideas of like, you know, independent socialism or like a new kind of socialism, multi-party socialism, whatever. And you know, whatever. Originally, that might they mean. didn't want to reunify. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's also true. So, but but by the time he's assassinated, I don't know if that's like, oh no, they're getting that that movement's picking up steam. I think the like ball is rolling towards. Uh, basically being absorbed by this like capitalist mm. german state yeah it's it's very so, hard not to imagine the cia know. in like the year 1990 to 1991 after everything happening in the second world just not constantly giving themselves like a big circle jerk like hand jobs going the whole way around just be like we did it boys and just popping champagne yeah uh, um it, it's very hard <laughs> to imagine them doing much of anything um I don't know. I, I I kind of keep the fact that they assassinated the guy privatizing the entire country is a good example of just like how fucking pissed off East Germany was about everything that was happening. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So it could have been yeah, their own doing. Yeah. I possible. I mean I think at the like like kind of like what Rob was saying in the sense that then like all the ideas of them that were put in place from the toy hand really didn't have much to do with Hovita being alive or dead. Yeah, they'll right. find a new ghoul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, like, while, like, Hovita, I mean, was, like, pretty, like, economically on point for a lot of those, you know, things that were going, like, I mean, on at that time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the dismantling of East German labor unions, the dismantling and selling off of all industry, like, that was going to happen regardless, you know? Well, they just did it in the most wasteful ways, well, as, like, just, like, Every small publisher company just had their books thrown out into a big pile onto the street, being like, "Yeah, we're just not selling any of these books. Yeah, just yeah. fuck it." But given, like, it is fun to think of it as a conspiracy theory because probably the reality of it is much more mundane of just that it would have happened regardless. No, oh, it sucks so bad. It sucks so right. fucking bad. Well, I think yeah. the the theory <laughs> I Rob killed those guys. We can. The theory is that <laughs> yeah. like I think a young Christian Lindner killed him, but that's <laughs> a whole other story. Well, I think yeah, the theory is that like it, you know. They probably weren't going to reinstate the GDR, but it, they were going to be a headache dealing with the East German people. And this totally neutered their movement because all of a sudden they're like, fuck, true hand, all this shit. And then they have to do a moment of silence 
for the guy that was just murked because um, they don't want to look like they they did it. The thing is, uh, I wouldn't but, put it past yeah. them. Like they might, <laughs> and I do think there is like some un un. Uh, it's it's interesting because like first of all, Germans love conspiracy theories. Just get really? that out, and like there used to oh, be yeah. like widely circulated conspiracies, like you know about. Uh, Gladio adjacent things. One of my <laughs> they're mostly um, Jews based. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a true. Way true. That's Classic. the thing. They're like they're lately they've like people will still believe conspiracy theories, but it's just back to like hollow earth stuff. Like it's not. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, like I, the Germans where does cons- come from? like speaking of germans love of conspiracy theories you had a member of the cdu just continuously posting about the like the great reset uh who uh also uh was the head of the german secret service Mm -hmm. and not what's not not secret service that's what the u.s has to protect the president the uh german domestic security Internal intelligence. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, who uh, also helped a bunch of Nazis, and then he's t- like tweeting out like actual Nazi conspiracy theories during his campaign right. that he was trying to run in Thur- uh, Thuringia, I guess it's called, but in Turing. Yeah. And yeah, so they love it. That's that's normal here. And that's what a, pe- a lot of people yeah. don't realize in the United States because we look at Germany and the way we're taught it in school is like, oh yeah, things just went complete. They had their own great reset, uh, a left wing great reset a diversity great reset after World War II. Uh, Denazification just completely changed everything, and that's not exactly <laughs> the that, case. Like A thing that never really happened. <laughs> right. Not, yeah, the yeah. swastikas are illegal, but the the currents of Nazism are still very much alive, and the, the infrastructure of it was, you know, uh, sort of kept in place. Like, a lot of Nazi officials became government officials and heads of banks, um, oh yeah, ba- basically every ambassador for West Germany in the '60s was a member of the Nazi Party. Right. Yeah. If you look at the propaganda posters from 1935, Christian Lindner is on most of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, actually, this is great because, like, back in the '50s, his party did have a, a a campaign poster that was like, "Please stop denazification." It's gone too far. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> don't dig any farther. Into don't. No, you're so close. Please stop. <laughs> no, but just I mean to to uh, reemphasize something we've brought up again and again, which is just like when the West German state post World War II is one of the most like, if not like uh, what we're most familiar with with Gladio, which is like the, the the spectacular killings, like the control, like you you do not get to run this. Like this is all being carefully. Uh, yeah. controlled the uh final um uh the allied uh forces and i mean there's still like you know american military bases in germany but the final like handing over of sovereignty from the allies to the west german government took place in 1968 and it was conditional it was like it was conditional on the west german government passing emergency acts which would basically allow the government to you know uh suspend <laughs> suspend law yeah. uh, when yeah. necessary um yeah. The uh, I think pretty famous um, deaths of four of uh, the Red Army faction in a prison in 1977 at the time was widely considered to be. Uh, I mean, the the narratives that they committed suicide at the time that was widely just not believed. Um, oh yeah, and, and another one that I always think of just because it's like, especially lately, um, is it's it's widely accepted that the the most famous uh, student the leader of the student movement, you could say, in the 60s, a guy named Rudy Duchka, was uh, 
a guy just walked up to him on the street and, and shot him in the head. He survived. Um, huh. But this guy, Damn. Joseph Bachmann's his name. They're just like, he was just like a crazy anti-communist. I don't know. Uh, and then lately it's come out that he had ties to neo-Nazi cells and then he killed himself in prison. Uh, Havana so, syndrome. He had a microwave head. <laughs> right. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, the quote unquote Nazi ties like out of nowhere and then kill yourself in prison is like the, uh, that's the, Good that's the salt, fat, acid, heat it's of, this, it's uh, this, of, yeah, of, it's, of any it's good the, gladio. It's the shooting yourself twice in the head suicide thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. twice in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if you look at so the orbital I, bone, I would not put anything broke. past it. Like because <laughs> that is that like even even more so than other European countries, West Germany, which has basically become Germany, um, uh, East Germany, basically voted to like abolish itself. Um, is like one of the like. Uh, it's like the crucible of a lot of these things. Like it's mm-hmm. like this is like the the reconstruction of of a of a post war uh, European um, system and society. Well, okay, so we will we're, have we're to... just gonna have to do a whole yeah. radio episode sometime because <laughs> we'll, there's like uh, way too much happening here. We'll die link oh, yeah. up again for another that, collab. That, <laughs> really good. But one last question here, I guess, just closing out. Uh, without you know going into the whole history behind it, what is kind of the view in Germany of NATO now, and is there any kind of like energy towards questioning any of your status in it? Um, I think that the we actually had an entire episode. Oh, no, wait, it was an entire episode. It was about it was behind the paywall, yeah, so yeah. we we can kind of iterate the the major points here, which yeah. is a tease. Just Germany's like has this weird thing that we kind of glossed on a little bit earlier that of the, the professional political class loves NATO. The yeah. overall general public does not like nope. NATO. And the closer you live to a military base, the more likely you are to dislike NATO. <laughs> um, so it is it is a thing like that, four wing helicopters Japan gets that just fall out of the sky. Probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's more just like some American is a. Uh, Say some American is dissing on your fly girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. They're doing no, the pretty actually, fly for no, a white no. guy chant at them. That's magic powers here. Yeah. Cities that are close to bases have massive problems of US troops coming and just abusing everything and everyone. No. And they hate them. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't uh, sound the- like us. <laughs> What do you think the first thing is told to a bunch of like young Americans about Germany? It's beer and the drinking age is 16. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're going to they go, go fucking, fucking buck wild. wild and they're horrible. Um, and they get away with doing anything because yep. they're not under the jurisdiction of the German police. Typically, they're under yeah. military, you know, rules. Yeah. But in general, it's one of the things that the public is good about. Like, uh, they do surveys and they're like, do you like NATO? Sometimes they'll come back with like plurality, yes, and a lot of don't knows. But then, especially, you ask the question of like, do you think we should commit German troops if Estonia is invaded by Russia? And overwhelmingly, Germans are like, no, that sounds <laughs> no. fucking stupid. Send us more Ohioans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's yeah. Germany but, doesn't Germany doesn't give two shits about the the two percent spending for the most part of the general public, but yeah. the parties pretend they do, even though the parties don't do it, which is kind yeah. of the funniest flex Germany does. They're like, we love NATO, and then uh, Trump was the one who got them to possibly think of meeting the two percent, which they never even met to begin with. Yeah. So Germany does the great thing of we love this thing, but we're not going to fucking actually pay for it. So. Yeah. yeah, 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 girl, you're my greatest. I love you, babe. I'm not paying for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Send us more of your boys who drink and drive in our cities. 
Yeah, pretty much. You can take public transport. They insist on driving. I feel that they're, <laughs> they have I feel a, that a they're like a UN. That's yeah. what the Autobahn means. There's no limit on the BAC. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no speed limit, baby. You can't make me take public transport. It's, a, it's my American culture. I'm going to drive. Yeah, I do feel that then if any person was to become a pro-drunk driving person, it would be a U.S. troop stationed in oh, Germany. God, yeah. I love the Norwegians who are pro-drunk driving. They're the best. Uh, we have no time. <laughs> this course is so important. Well, uh, we're going to have have to round it out there for now thank you so much for doing this episode with us uh no where can our listeners thank go you find your us. listeners oh <laughs> yeah you can all meet our listeners in a big pile <laughs> um <laughs> you can find us at the main website is operationglad.io we're on twitter at corner spatey uh, um, we all have our Twitters at Kieran Dold, at Stenberg Poppy, at Leningcraft. Rob is doing one of his famous Rob bits that are inaccessible and only like four people get, and he will commit to it for like four weeks. Rob is the greatest poster. It's uh, he's that. he should be a 10k account. It's it's unreal. Um, but he's a poster's poster, doing it for the back of the room. And we do uh, uh, two episodes a week, one bonus, one regular. Uh, Corner Spady. We cover Europe. I'm looking forward to not talking about Germany for a bit. I want to talk about. Um, Swedish pedophile scandals. That one we've been holding on the Ooh. back burner for a while. Or Norway. Uh, uh, they got some exciting Norway, stuff going on. Yeah. They also have pedophile scandals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the Scandinavian countries are at this. Uh, Denmark as well. Actually, yeah, no, we have no t- next week. No one next asks week. what age the girl with the dragon tattoo was. She's old enough to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, the legal age to get a tattoo in Scandinavia is like twelve. <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah, you have to get a tattoo in Denmark at twelve. <laughs> you just have to. <laughs> and where can our listeners find uh, you, lovely gentleman? That's a great question. I, you can find me on Twitter at Anders Lee here. Dursley one on Instagram, other job redacted tonight. Check that out on YouTube, portable.tv. And a uh, couple shout outs this week to uh, someone who messaged me from New Jersey, Jersey City, who has a, a DSA member running for Jersey City Council in Ward B. Uh, his name is Joel Brooks. If you're out there, give him a hand, uh, donate, phone bank, etc. even if you're not in Jersey City. And Movie yeah, of the if you're week. in Germany and you want to help the Jersey City Council race, you got to call in for this. Right. You'd be surprised. We are pro there voter the, 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 there the, were the Bernie, for Bernie was yeah. by far the biggest. Yeah, yeah. I saw pictures, yeah. Uh, we, and we, we were all there we at there. one point. We were yeah. in those pictures, yeah. <laughs> and Great pictures. I was looking for Christian, uh, whatever, Linklater. Didn't find him, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, LinkedIn. Link, yeah, Christian LinkedIn. Name. And my last, party. <laughs> last thing where I want to do a movie of the week plug for a movie, a German movie about Germany, about the RAF Red Army faction. If you're interested in finding out more, check out a great film called The Legend of Rita, which is free on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Very good movie. Uh, we'll show you the ins and outs of what it was like to be a revolutionary in uh, back in the day. Check Pretty that good. That sounds cool. Uh, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen. I put all of my fucking things on there. My movie of the week is Venom 2. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I forgot about movie of the week. Haven't seen it yet, but I mean, more Venom? Sign me up. All right. <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, my other podcast is Why You Mad um, at Feral Jokes and Everything. There's I have an announcement coming up, but I can't say what it is yet. Ooh. Uh, is it your album again? 
No, that one's already <laughs> announced. I'm gonna, I'm announcing it again right now. My album will be out November 5th, uh, my new one. And now let's rebuild the wall between our two podcasts and never <laughs> commit this horrible experiment again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, build the wall. <laughs> build the wall, build the wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. Build the wall, build the wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. Since the minute he became a candidate.